Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to this service. We have been talking about living in the hope of the resurrection life and how the resurrection life is working in our life, in our daily situation. Uh, and uh, so the area that we focus on was marriage and singlehood. And uh, we learned that uh, our marriage partner is not our idols. They are never meant to meet all of our needs. God is still the source of life, the source of eternal life. And only He can fulfill our needs. And being single is not incomplete either. Again, the same uh, truth applies that God uh, is the source of our life. And also the fact that God has put us in a community so that we are single but yet not isolated, single but not uh, cut off from the rest. So if we are united and, and joined together in a local church, in the body of Christ, then we can also find uh, fulfillment and fullness in God. Because God, uh, uh, we are supposed to be helper to one another uh, so that we can function in God's grace. So when we are relating to one another, whether it's in a marriage relationship, whether it's in a church community uh, kind of relationship, when there are conflicts, that is meant for us to uh, be purified, that's meant for us to, to remove the, the parts of us that, is, that doesn't fit, so that we can fitly join together in a body, whether it's in a marriage relationship, whether it's in a church relationship. Uh, it, it's the same, same principle, so that we can truly, truly fit into the body of Christ. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of people, when they are going through that kind of situation, they just quit, they just run away. Whether it's in a marriage, you can be married, but yet single in the sense that you, you, you withdraw, you isolate because you face that kind of situation. And uh, so we, can, we are still incomplete in a, in a marriage relationship. In, in church, in community, when we are serving God, a lot of times when uh, people were to uh, critique our ministry in order to help us to be complete, to enter into the fullness of God, we, we run away and we get hurt and we withdraw. So even though you are in a community, but yet you choose to be single and isolated, and therefore you will never enter into the fullness of Jesus. So we are all given our royal position wherever we are in which we are to serve our King, the Lord Jesus. So this, this evening, I want to focus that we are complete 
in Christ Jesus. We are complete in Christ Jesus. And Colossians 2, verse 9 and 10. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. So, can you see? Because Jesus, the Lord Jesus, is fully God. He ordered the, the fullness of the deity, the nature of God, the power of God, the authority. You know, He is fully God. And remember, God is the one and the only one who can fill us and satisfy our needs. And so, it's in Christ that we are brought into the fullness of God. By His grace, by His mercy, He has made this uh, possible uh, for us to enter into the fullness. And how do we enter into the fullness that we have in Christ? It is when we become more and more mature in our relationship with God. The trouble with us is a lot of people, we just have a superficial understanding of God, have a superficial relationship. You know, we, we, we talk, but there is no, no depth. When we go to trials, that's when our faith is tested. When we go to trials, that's when we, when we the foundation of our life, whether we are fully rooted in Christ, is being tested. Unfortunately, a lot of people fail. Not that they deny Jesus, but they just withdraw because they, as I mentioned, some people when they are being critiqued about uh, their song leading, whatever ministry that they're doing, wow, they feel upset, they feel hurt, they feel uh, insecure. Uh, so, so all these manifestations are showing us that you are not rooted in Christ. You are rooted in performance. You know, so you hope to be able to gain praises because of what you have done and you have done your best. But it's rooted in your performance, not in Christ. Because when we are rooted in Christ, we want to go for the fullness. Fullness. And that fullness comes about when we enter into maturity in Jesus. Look at Colossians 1 verse 28-29. It says, he, he is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I sternly contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. So the Apostle Paul, he said, Christ is the one that we proclaim, that we preach about. So that means there are so much depths in the mystery of Christ. You know, we need to get deeper and deeper in our knowledge, in our relationship with Jesus. And so Christ is the one that we, uh, our, our chief cornerstone that we uh, uh, 
build our life upon, not our performance. Because when we go through that sort of trials in, in, uh, uh, or, or being critiqued in terms of our uh, performance or in our relationship, problematic relationship with one another, whether it's in a marriage or in a church situation, or it is iron sharpening irons. Iron sharpening irons. That's why Paul says we, we, pro, we, we proclaim Jesus. He's the one that we proclaim. And then admonishing. Part of revealing Jesus to us, part of preaching about Jesus, is He will deal with the areas that we are incomplete to bring us into completeness to bring us into his fullness so part of the process is admonishing uh, in order for us to grow in order for us to mature the mature person in jesus will be able to accept will be able to understand what people are saying, able to accept and know that this is for my good. This is for my completeness, my wholeness. Rather than being hurt and offended and, and, and fearful and, and have no confidence. That means we're, our confidence is in our ability, not in Christ, not in the grace of God. But when we, have, we, we proclaim Him, when we fix our mind and hearts on Him, Yes, there will be a process of learning, process whereby we, we learn from our mistakes, we learn from uh, the, the, um, the observation or the, uh, the teaching from others so that we become more mature, so that we become more complete in Christ. And that's why it's so important that we are not single. I'm not saying you're married, then you are not single. You can be married, but cause so much trouble in your marriage because you can't hear what your partner is trying to help you to fulfill the calling that God has for you. And so you keep arguing, you keep contending rather than establish your life rooted in Christ. So you humble yourself, you, you accept, you understand what people are saying, and uh, you're able to take it in so that there will be changes, transformation uh, coming to you. Unless you know what is the problem, you will not progress. What is your problem? You will not move on. You will not progress. You will not grow into maturity. So, um, so we're being taught concerning Jesus, what it means to believe Jesus, what it means to follow Jesus. We are admonishing, being admonished so that we can, you know, be purified so that we can uh, chip off the bits that, is, that doesn't fit into the body of Christ so that we can truly conform to the image of Christ. And Paul says, to this end, in order to bring you to maturity in Christ, into the fullness of Christ, to this end, I, con I 
sternly contained with all the energy Christ so powerfully worked in me. I sternly contend. It tells you when you are to admonish, you are to teach Christ, even to the people of God, to bring them into maturity, you will face opposition. This is sad to say. There are many people who do not want to grow. They find it too hard, too painful, too, uh, too disturbing. Rather than fixing their eyes on Jesus and look at the glorious finished product, the glory that Jesus has prepared for us, we just look at our immediate feeling. Feeling hurts. Feeling not appreciated. So that's why Paul say, you know, to, in order to bring to maturity, I, I really, it, it takes all my energy, more than my energy. It takes all the, the, the energy that Christ has given to me in order to bring this about. So can, I, I want you to imagine as a pastor, I know how hard, how difficult it is to preach the word of God, to bring about, you know, transformation in the people of God many times. They turn around and they begin to attack you. You know, he's talking about me. Who does he think he is? He's also like this. He, you, know, you know, the kind of, uh, well, attitude uh, that is resisting against the truth of God, as resisting what God wants to do in our life. No wonder, no wonder. The scriptures say if you function in the flesh, you are opposing God. You are God's enemy. And so here it is again in the scripture. Paul, it, it takes so much energy out of Paul. Uh, not, not just to proclaim Christ, but to bring about admonition, to bring about an understanding in the people of God uh, in order to be complete, in order to be mature. So to, to mature, it's very important that we are in relationship, we are in partnership. Part of marriage is bringing us into relationship, but that's not our relationship. We are put into the body of Christ, so that whether we're married, we are not married, we are in a community, right? So we do not want to be, quote and unquote, single. Do what we want. Doesn't care about what, what people say, and, and we just insist on our own way. You know, when you do that, you will never enter into the fullness of Christ. You may believe in Jesus, but you will not enter into the fullness of Christ. So we don't want to be married and yet single, you know, quote and unquote single, behaving, uh, just keep fighting against uh, the, the, the helps that your marriage your spouse are, are giving to you and telling you, right? And so we need others. We need to be put in community. We need to put in relationship with others so that when we are being uh, taught about Jesus, we are being admonished, we are being taught the ways of God. It brings about 
transformation in our life for us to enter into maturity. And so, so we needed others. We needed to be taught. Secondly, it takes full dedication to enter into full satisfaction in God. It takes full dedication. And that's why Jesus spoke to the Samaritan woman. You know, I give you the living water that will spring up from within you. That's the eternal life of God. So that you will not thirst again. So we mentioned, if we drink a little bit, it makes no difference to how uh, our life will be. So that's why a lot of a lot of Christians, though we are in church, though we every time hear about Jesus, are preaching, but those words has not gone in. We have not seek after God. We have not dedicate ourselves to seek to know God and know God deeper. We just function in our way. Oh, those are too deep. I don't understand. You know, the most important thing is just to love God, but we don't know what it means to love God. It's just talk. But in order for you to truly love God and serve God, as we mentioned, we got to proclaim Him. So we got to really know Him. Not just know about Him. We've got to be admonished. There are things that He wants us to change. And we've got to have knowledge of the truth. So there's so much that we need to enter into in Christ Jesus. And it takes dedication, full dedication, in order for us to truly enter into the fullness. And we see this in the life of this prophetess Anna. I don't think she started off as a prophetess. But because she dedicated her life to serve God and eventually that prophetic mantle came upon her because she can hear what God is saying, being so single in her heart, in her devotion to God, that she became a prophetess. But we're going to look into her life to see how it happens. In the Gospel of Luke 2, verse 36 to 38, there was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Verse 38. Coming up to them, to Jesus, the baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph at the temple, at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. So Hannah, you know, in those days, I presume they get married pretty young. So she only had seven years of marriage and then became a widower because the husband died. 
while she's young. And we learn that she has a perfect right to get remarried again. But she did not. She could have murmured and complained against God. Why this thing happened to her? And, and begins to be bitter, begins to be filled with self-pity, who's going to look after her, and so on and so on. Like many Christians would do today. And she has no children. Some of us, at least, we have children. At least we can sort of pay our attention uh, to the child and to nurture up the child. But, but she was childless. But she chose to dedicate her life totally to God. Rather than remarry uh, and probably choose the path many other people would choose. But she totally dedicated herself to God, to worship God day and night. So she worshipped God with a focus that is the redemption of the nation of Israel. Because you know the whole nation, they're under a Roman Empire, they're waiting for the Messiah to come. And so we can see that her heart is so single towards God, towards the cause of God. And the future of the nations. And today, what is the dedication of our hearts? We are so divided, isn't it? Yes, we love God. We, in a way, we are dedicated to God. But we have so many other things that will uh, require our time and, and, and dedication as well. So that's why the Bible says that when we choose to remain single, then we can focus on the affairs of God, that we are free from other concern. So being single in our heart is important. Whether we are married or whether we are single, that's why we learn earlier those who are married should live as if they are not married. You know, and, and so, the, the, and, and those who uh, rejoice as if they are, not, they are not rejoicing. So the focus, the focus of our heart, the focus of our life, the meaning, the purpose of our life is all about Jesus. That's the kind of dedication that God is looking uh, in everyone, in everyone, no exception. Right? So, Anna, in her youthfulness, she dedicated her whole life to serve God and to serve God's purpose. The Bible tells us that she prayed day and night and fasting. So she's looking for the coming Messiah is looking for the redemption of Israel. That's what she 
worship God. That's what she prayed for. That's what she uh, uh, pleaded for. Not for herself. But in looking to God, in serving God, she is fully satisfied. You know, living in a temple, never step out of the temple. That's a kind of dedication that she, she has. You know, I'm not saying, you know, we, we, we uh, live in church, but, but it, it tells us the kind of dedication that, that we need to have. You know, so committed to God and to the cause of God, to building his, his uh, spiritual home. And she uh, is fully dedicated to God. She, she lives in the hope of the fullness of God. She lives in the hope of the resurrection life. She doesn't know when the Messiah will come. She doesn't know the things that she's praying for, she's looking God for, will come in her lifetime. Because you know in the Bible, it tells us that Jesus is coming again and coming again soon. <laughs> it could be thousand years in God's timetable. But in, for us, it's like, oh, when, when? So Han, uh, Anna, while she's praying, she's worshipping God, she's looking to God to bring about His promises to the nation of Israel, to restore them, to restore the kingdom. But she doesn't know when. But she still pursues, right? This is the hope of resurrection. It may not happen in our lifetime, but we're sure it happens. It will come. So we pursue it, we live it, because we know the Word of God is true. God is faithful to His promises. So she lived for the salvation of the nation and not her own needs. Because she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Today, what's the, the goal of your heart? What, what is the thing that motivates you, drives you in life? Is it yourself? Is it your family, your children, your career? Or is it Jesus? He's the one who determines all the rest of the things in my life. He's the one who, you know, if I seek after him, he's the one who determines my welfare. I know he has my good intention and purpose to do good and not to harm me. I just trust him. Just look to him. The experiences may not sound the same as what, what, the promises that I have for now, but I know He will work it out because I've dedicated my life to Him. And that's the goal and that's the purpose, that's the motivation that moved me on in life. Today, what is it in your heart that drives you? Is it really God? Or God is just convenience? God is just second? 
You know, all these other concerns of your life comes as your primary uh, concern. But for, for Anna, her heart, her desire is to see the nation being restored. And she's like this other old man who was in the temple when Jesus and the uh, baby Jesus and the mother and father appear in the temple. Simeon, in Luke 2, verse 30 to 32, Simeon took him in his arms, took the baby Jesus in his arms, and praised God, saying, For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people of Israel. Once again, we see another person who is fully dedicated to God and the purpose of his life is just like Anna. But maybe even more than that, not just for the redemption of Israel, but he's talking about a light for revelation to the Gentiles. He, he is looking even a bigger picture. You know, the whole world that Jesus will bring salvation. Jesus will be the light to the whole world. So, this man and woman who find their fulfillment, completeness in God, just like we find our fullness and completeness in Jesus, and only in Jesus. But it takes learning, teaching, admonition, you know, and, and, and changing, changes in our life to be able to enter into that fullness, to, to walk in line with what God is taking. It takes full dedication that we are so committed to that cause, we are so single in our hearts towards the purpose, uh, towards our love, and, and our pursuit of God. And then it takes our dedication to the cause of God. To the cause of God. Not, not our personal. Not, it's, it's included, but it's, it's not our focus. But when we care about what God cares, He will take care of us. When we look into you know, the, the things of God, because Christ is everything. He feels everything. So he will take care of all those other areas, but not just confined to those areas. When we look into the fullness of God, he will fill us with his fullness. And uh, this takes our body and our spirit to be dedicated to the cause of Christ. And this is what we see. We are complete in Christ. Not because we stay single, isolated. We will never enter into completion. Neither is it because we are married, because we can be married and single in the sense that you fight, you resist the changes that you need to make. And so you still walk in singleness, you know, your attitude. And, and, and it doesn't lead you into what God intended in a marriage relationship. 
So this is great news for every one of us. We are in a community. We are united in the body of Christ. And in Christ, we are complete. And that process is a journey into maturity in Christ. And we need people to be our helper. We need uh, uh, leaders who speaks into our life. And we need to respond appropriately. Not running away, not thinking others are, are, are hurting us. Oh, no, no. We, because we are rooted in Christ. All we want is the fullness of Christ. All we want is to grow in maturity. And so we are open for admonition. We are open for correction uh, by the helpers that God has given to us so that we will break forth into the maturity that Christ, that we have in Christ. So I hope that this will be our goal in life, to enter into the fullness of God, in, in, in enter into the abundance and the riches of God, enter into our calling and destiny. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your words. We thank you for bringing us into Christ. We thank you, Lord, for the hope that we have in Christ, the hope of our glory. And we thank you, Lord, that you have brought us into the body of Christ and you have given us so many helpers to help us so that we may fulfill the plan and purpose you have for us. And Father, we pray that we will open our hearts, we will humble ourselves, we will receive the admonition, the teaching, and, and, and pursue to know you deeper and deeper as we walk with you so that we become complete in Christ. We enter into the reality, the fullness that you have called us into and, uh, and live a fulfilled and purposeful life on this earth. And we thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again next week.